Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks, the podcast that brings you the fun and funny of wrestling. I am your host, Scott Narver, and with me is a man who is working. He is a working man. He's a father, and he's got some new action figures in front of him from his favorite Star Trek movie. And he is not just a fan of any old Japan. He's a fan of New Japan and working there backstage and on their YouTube channel. Mark Orzek is back. These Star Trek Into Darkness action figures are so great, Scott. Thanks for giving me them. Sure. No problem. Uh, Nemesis? No, what's the one with F. Murray Abraham? Uh, Insurrection. Insurrection. Mm, I thought you were going to go there. Yeah, Insurrection. (laughs) No, these are Star Trek First Contact action figures that you just gave me two of. Yeah. Uh, Our mutually favorite all-time Star Trek movie. Yeah. Zephram Cochran. I, <laughs> that's it, yeah. You know he was originally, they wanted Tom Hanks to play him originally. Really? Yes. That was supposed to be Tom Hanks, and so then he ended up not doing it. They settled for James Cromwell. That's right. <laughs> recently uh, nominated for an Academy Award at that time. Did he win? It was for a Babe? I don't remember if he won. Mm. I remember Babe being a really big deal back they then. They really wanted Tom Hanks? And Tom Hanks, what, what was the deal? I get, he? I, he's apparently a huge Star Trek fan, and, and they thought he was going to do it, but... For some reason, he didn't do it. That's when he was filming Philadelphia 2. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of people remember that sequel to Philadelphia. It was good. <laughs> Where Tom Hanks' ghost comes back. Because uh-huh. he, you know, he dies at the end of the first movie. Does he? Yeah, but then he comes back as a ghost in the second oh, one. Good. To exact revenge against Jason Robards. Yes. <laughs> he haunts him in the sauna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a podcast about professional wrestling. It is. Wait a second. We're talking only about Star Trek. <laughs> At <though>. times. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have Zephyrin Cochran in later today. Um, but so much has happened this past week, Mark. Mm-hmm. Past week and a half, two weeks, I guess, really. Yeah. I was in Orlando. You were in the Long Beach area. Rival shows, rival companies. And we had to, uh, we had the privilege of being a part of both. Yeah. It was a big weekend. Yeah. For wrestling and for us. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. So, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Tell me all about it. Uh, well, it's the number Did you two- play the part of Josh Barnett or Jim Ross? Uh, neither, actually. No? Nor did I play the part of Kevin Kelly or Don Callis. <laughs> I did play the part of the comedic duo of Mark Rosecca and Rocky Romero. It's a good comedic duo. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a really, really awesome awesome weekend to be a part of out here in uh in long beach just south of los angeles and mm-hmm. it was really fun i got really got to live a dream and get to work for new japan and rocky and i made a video for new japan um uh sort of a guide for fans who were coming in from out of town to mm-hmm. uh because we you know the the new japan shows here in long beach they sold out um i think in less than two hours and um, that's american time that is American time. With mm-hmm. the translation, it's even quicker. It's only less Ooh, than an hour. Damn, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but the, the uh, so we we knew from the um, the tracking the ticket sales that only twenty percent of the tickets bought were actually of residents of Southern California. Eighty percent of the tickets were from people all from thirty eight different states and a few different countries. So new. Um, so I was lucky enough to get hired to mm-hmm. work with Rocky Romero, and he and I shot a guide to Long Beach for all the fans that were coming in from out of town. Here's where to park. Here's where to stay. Here's where to eat. Here's all the fun stuff there is to do mm-hmm. right around the Long Beach Convention Center where the shows were. So Which is on fun. New Japan Pro Wrestling's YouTube page. It is. It's on their YouTube and their uh, on their social and all and all that stuff. So what's the view count of the video, Mark? I don't know. I haven't People looked. The numbers, people. <laughs> the numbers. <laughs> I do not know offhand. It did really well. I think uh, it was a significant amount of views and a lot of comments. I hope great. so. Yeah, I mean, six thousand people came to the show, so so really, it shouldn't have more than six thousand views <laughs> because the video was four people that were coming, right? Right. But I guess other people watched it too. So good. Maybe there were people that wanted to come, but then you gave them a guide of what there was and how to do it. And they're like, I'm selling my tickets. I'm not going. <laughs> Doesn't look that great. Yeah. I'm not going to the aquarium. <laughs> That's what I think. So, uh, yeah, it was fun to do. And then I got to be part of the, uh, be a, just around. I shouldn't say part of, but I got to be around at, for the for the New Japan press conferences here on on Friday of mm-hmm. the big weekend shows, and then the Saturday show and the Sunday show, and um, working security. Yes, 
it was a tough job, but somebody had to do it. We're, they're like, you worked uh, SmackDown security, right? <laughs> I did in 2004, <laughs> I think. Did you ever go back and watch that episode yet? No, I got to look for it on the network. Oh, man. And I got to get the date. I Because ha- I have a VHS copy of this. <laughs> I've got to find the date and, and see if it's on the network. But uh, it was really fun to be uh, backstage and kind of part of the inner workings of um, these big New Japan, these really historic New Japan shows. I'm really excited for the company. I've been such a huge fan of it for so long mm-hmm. and i'm thrilled for us as fans in the u.s that they're coming here now yeah and i'm thrilled for the company that they're coming here now and they were so well received so it was just like a really great feeling all weekend yeah. i think everybody was so excited the fans couldn't have been more excited that they were seeing a real new japan show here in the u.s and the wrestlers and the new japan staff couldn't have been more excited that the fans were so into it. So it was just like a win-win for everybody. It was very fun. Yeah, it's so cool that they had gotten so big and the demand was there that they said, let's give it a shot. Yeah. seemed to have turned out better than expectation, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if they had known that uh, the ticket, the demand was going to be that high for tickets and it was going to sell so fast, Mm -hmm. they would have run a much bigger arena. But, you know, they didn't know. It was like the first time they were like, let's try this. Mm -hmm. We got to give it a shot. And then it sold out crazy fast and the demand for tickets on the secondary market was huge. Mm -hmm. So now they know for next time, you know. I think in a way, though, that's this is the best scenario because had they done something bigger, had they known the demand would be bigger, if you run the limited show of the, you know there's only so many seats and there's only so much capacity for all of it yeah and you have to be there you have to get into the show then it makes the craze bigger for next time yeah 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 that's the pwg philosophy <laughs> that's well, for sure right? but yeah, hopefully you guys want to grow <laughs> yeah and not just make it awful for everyone that wants to go to pwg that's true <laughs> and what about you you had a huge weekend you were a part of the slammiversary weekend this is true yes in official capacities uh i, I guess mean you were more... on the gfw facebook live i that mark that wasn't me oh it wasn't you no that wasn't me it was somebody that looks like you oh shane hartline no, no, no! Somebody else. Oh, part of a comedy duo with or a, Skyflyer. A, a, not a comedy duo, but a real life duo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on this show, I totally acknowledge the fact that yes, uh, that uh, on your mark was on Facebook Live uh, for for Impact Wrestling. Yeah, it now it's all been clarified. Global Force Wrestling, right? Has the show of Impact Wrestling. Right. And this was the event of Slammiversary. But where's the TNA now? The TNA <laughs> is in that Dixie Carter action figure right over there, Mark. <laughs> Woo! Hot! Yeah. <laughs> Super hot. She can't keep her clothes on. Um, and it was really cool. Everybody backstage at that show was friendly. Uh, had interactions with Dutch Mantel, which that dude, he is... Uh, he is not happy, but he's not mean. Uh-huh. He just seems like a guy that you go, I'm just going to keep my distance because I can't, I can't get a good read on him. You don't think he'd be a supporter of Marky Extreme and On Your Mark? He, uh, Josh Matthews had said, <laughs> hey, Dutch, you want to do their show? And he goes, what is it? <laughs> Gave him a rundown of what it was. He goes, I'm busy. <laughs> Wheels off. <laughs> Just... Wait, wheels off? He's in that real scooter? Yeah. All the time? Yeah. Backstage? Yeah. Yeah, and when Dutch is coming your way, you get the hell out of the way real fast. He, what do you call those things? The uh, There's a name for those Rascal. Scoot- rascal scooters. Mm-hmm. He's le- in real life, he's legit riding around in that Legit thing. riding around in a rascal. Had no idea. Why? He must have some injury or something, huh? I mean, you... When you see him walk, you know, it's kind of the McFoley effect. It's, okay. it's you he's wrestled forever. Yeah. Is, you know, a, the old school style and just put his body through a lot. And I don't know if he's stubborn about surgeries. I don't know about any of that stuff about yeah. his personal health, but it, it looks like it's it, it, he's taking a toll. Might be your future, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> when Mick Foley looks at Dutch Mantel, he's like, oh, boy. I better just start investing in uh, Rascal Scooter right now. <laughs> oh, boy. I might be the GM of Impact someday. <laughs> if I keep mouthing off at WWE the way I do. Um, so later on, Dutch arrives during one of the On Your Mark interviews uh-huh. and is parked right there watching it. 
right by Marky Extreme. It's like a drive. It's like a drive-in movie. Yeah, and he, staring him down. It's yeah. like Great Balls of Fire uh-huh. with that whole theme <laughs> of the of the drive-in movie theater. <laughs> and he is burning holes through Marky Extreme. Who was Marky Extreme interviewing at that? He time? was interviewing uh, uh, Mackenzie. Oh, uh, the the backstage interview. Yes, and uh, so he's watching, and I'm watching Dutch. Normally, I help with production and help look at the cameras and make sure everything's going right. I am fully engaged in watching Dutch, looking for any signs of anything. Yeah, like because he might just decide that's enough of this and just crash into the show. (laughs) Yeah, wheel us all down. And uh, he, at one point, laughs. One big just, ha! Really? Mm -hmm. Twirls the mustache. After it's over, um, gives Marky a line to say. What? Of like, this would be funny. And then we both look and like, well, do you want to do it? And he goes, no, I like it, but no. (laughs) Wheels off. So you mostly want him over. Yeah, I think we want him over as much as you can. Yeah, that's as far as you're going to get with Dutch Mantel. So that was pretty damn cool. Mm -hmm. That was pretty damn cool. So we Did you give him a We the People before he took off or did he give you one? No. (laughs) That's how you know you're really in with him. (laughs) If he goes, let's do it. We... The people. Hey, Dutch, I'm an American citizen. Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. You know, got to see all these people backstage. Got to see the, the inner workings of a pay-per-view. I've been there for yeah. uh, Impact tapings before. Did it feel different having been there for the tapings and then being backstage at a pay-per-view? Yeah, because um, I guess the TV tapings feel more casual because... They're doing a bunch of it, and it feels like they can fix a lot of it in post. Right. And just sort of change things around. But this was the new regime live pay-per-view. Right. And they built to this for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, guests there, and there's uh, some surprises, and there's a lot of things being set up. But it wasn't stressful. I guess that's the thing that um, was shocking in a way, because it seems like it would be a really stressful day with everybody there. But it was pretty laid back and chill. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott Steiner is terrifying in person. <laughs> Didn't meet him, but he's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> is he just huge when you're standing next to him? He's huge, and he just carries that history. Yeah. You don't know which Steiner you're going to see. Yeah. You see him chatting with some people, and he's totally fine. And then I saw Ed Nordholm and some buddies <laughs> approach him later on. Sure. I didn't know what Nordholm looked like at the time, but mm-hmm. I realized it later after the pay-per-view mm-hmm. that he pulls Steiner away from getting some coffee. And, like, insist that you take photos with my buddies. Didn't look thrilled about that in that moment. <laughs> the buddies or, or Steiner? Steiner. The buddies were thrilled. <laughs> the buddies were like, don't send him over here. <laughs> don't. That's Rick Steiner. He'll growl at us. <laughs> we wanted to meet Joseph Park. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> but it was fun. It was it was really fun getting to do all that. And then we did some interviews for... Uh, Wrestling compadres that you'll be hearing now and over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody was cool. Great. It was neat. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to work at wrestling shows. Uh, it and was a, what a cool, what an amazing, uh, both at the same uh, weekend. Yeah. There we were back. So what, a, what, a, what a nice, uh, cool honor it is to uh, be doing stuff in the business like that. Yeah. Yeah. As you said before the show. Wrestling is as open as it's ever been. Yeah, right? The world's changing. The business is changing. It's really falling apart. There's, <laughs> It really has. It's, <laughs> if guys like us are backstage, yeah. something has gone wildly wrong. Yeah, something is terribly, <laughs> terribly wrong. If we're working for these companies, there is a problem has occurred. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Japanese business owners don't understand that Gaijins are showing up backstage. <laughs> and Jeff Jarrett clearly just doesn't know. <laughs> There's some idiots wandering around. That's right. And his show. <laughs> we should switch sometime. Yes. You work at a New Japan show, and I'll go backstage and wander around at Slammiversary. <laughs> I'll go ride. I'll try to hitch a ride on um, on Dutch's rascal scooter. <laughs> Give me a lift, buddy. Head to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, another weird thing. Uh, every time I've gone to Impact... Mm. I have ended up using the facilities, the male facilities, and Ethan Carter III has been in there. Taking a dump? No. Peeing? Yeah. He just is peeing all the time. I'm sure he drinks a lot of water, <laughs> but it happens to be. I don't see him go in there, but it just happens. Of all the bas- backstage secrets you could reveal, 
You're revealing that Ethan Carter the Third pees a lot. At the same time, I have to. <laughs> do you ever mark? Do you ever get up to the urinal next to him and just mark out for him? <laughs> just stand next to him and peeing. Just be just quietly lean in and be like, "I'm one of your biggest fans." Whoa, more like Ethan Carter the Fourth right there. <laughs> nice job, pal. Congrats. <laughs> Dixie must be thrilled with that. Did you get a title belt for that thing? <laughs> <laughs> trouble, 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 trouble. <laughs> no, just one of those weird things where you can't you can't say that. You can't wander in the bathroom and go, you know, every time I show up here, we end up in the bathroom together. How you been? Can't I, do that. I wish I had something good to reveal from backstage at New Japan. <laughs> Is that something good to reveal? <laughs> it's juicy. <laughs> I don't know if it was, Mark. Could have been dry by the time that popped up in there. Uh, so Steve Austin was backstage the first night of uh, New Japan. Yeah? Yep. Um, he did not come out to be seen by the people at any point. <laughs> was he was he trying to dress uh, in camouflage? No. Not just the hunting camouflage. I mean, gear, he, but. he came in the back way and he watched the whole show from backstage, talked to a lot of the guys, I think did some podcast stuff. Okay. And, um, did you tell him you were available? I did. I was like, hey, man, anytime. <laughs> anytime. And he gave me a stunner. <laughs> Oh, were you drinking something at the time? Which I think is a good sign. I think it's a good sign. <laughs> I think he, it is. He paid attention to me. It's a it's a sign of respect. Yeah. Um, I you know one you know one thing that stood out to me backstage over the weekend was um, Tomohiro Ishii who had that or Ishii as some people pronounce it. Sure. Had that unbelievable main event with uh, with Kenny Omega. Yes. Uh, a night two. My God, those guys tore the house down. Incredible. I love that match. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, it was night two. So, you know, everything was getting break- broken down and taken out of the arena. All the merch stands, all the um, pipe and drape, the ring, the everything. And there had been some... That, j- that tag team that no one likes. Pipe, pipe and drape. drape. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're like a construction worker tag <laughs> team from... They're like union guys, basically. It's like out of the 90s. Right. It's all <laughs> pipe and drape. It's all pipe and drape. Um, but they... Um, so anyways, Ishii was like in this corner. No one else was around. And he... It's after his match. And he's in his gear still. Yeah. Because they were taking all the wrestlers together. Or taking a bus back to their hotel, which wasn't in Long Beach. It was in Anaheim, I think. Okay. And um, so, the, like, all the wrestlers together, like, got their gear, got on this bus, and they all drove back to the hotel together. Which is New Japan style. In New, in, in New Japan, in Japan, the wrestlers... Um, you know, because Japan's not that big of a country. Mm-hmm. The wrestlers don't fly from city to city mm-hmm. there's a new japan bus so like the one night the show is in osaka and the next night it's wherever they all get on a bus together and the new japan bus drives the whole crew there and is it always just one bus or is it shifts of like oh we got two buses or one bus goes and then comes back you know i don't else? know for, my understanding is it's one bus but okay. I, I, I could be wrong about that but so it's sort of their culture to do that anyway so they're like all getting on the bus to go but anyways ishii was He's look. I mean, he looks like as exhausted as you would think he would look. Sure. After that match, like he's still got his gear on. It's been a while, half an hour, an hour, but he's still got his gear on. He's got an ice pack. You know how they bring in those ice packs in New Japan after the hard matches and throw them on you. Yeah. He like legitimately has that on like <laughs> on his neck. <laughs> he's got a towel over his head, uh-huh. like a wet towel over his head, and he's in the corner with his bag. And no one's around. And, and these uh, people had come, a Japanese company has come to sell, like, these cleaning supplies at the show. Somehow this company has, like, a deal with Tanahashi and um, Okada. And they have, like, cleaning <laughs> supplies with their faces on the packaging. It's so weird. But these this company was there. And they had a stand set up, and they were selling these cleaning supplies. And they're trying... Like next to wrestling merchandise? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, merchandise. There's, like, a pretzel stand. And there's, like, these cleaning supplies with wrestlers on it. Are people getting that stuff? No, no. I, mean, I didn't see anyone getting it. There was no one confused, like, oh, I think this is Jim Ross's barbecue sauce. <laughs> I did not see anyone buying it. It was so weird. <laughs> oh, wow. But they're packing up their stuff. It's just, like, back by the loading dock. They're, like, this. the people from the company have all their boxes of their cleaning supply merch. And they're, like, loading it up into their truck and no one else is around and it's a guy and two women and it's taking them a really long time old pipe and drain and, and she's standing there like all busted up like waiting to get on the bus and he's like can barely fucking move and he like wanders over and starts helping them load up their truck 
No. Yeah. Like, he was like, I'm standing here. I don't feel right just standing here not helping these people. And, like, without saying a word, like, came over and just started loading their truck with them to be a nice guy. No one saw this but me. <laughs> and um, he, and they were, like, they were, like, sort of embarrassed. They were, like, oh, you don't have to, like, don't worry about it. We got this. And he was, You're like. You're not union. Please don't. <laughs> he was, like, it's okay. It's okay. And, like, helped them load up their whole truck. Really? Yeah. It was so cool. It was so cool. And there you were, just watching and not helping. I sold the video to TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job there. You're getting the That's scoop. my job. I'm getting the insights. I'm like GTV for, <laughs> for New Japan. Oh, man. That'd be great if you pitched that to all the Japanese businessmen. Like, look, GTV and TMZ, huge in America. You need that for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's the future. <laughs> it's the future. It's the future is his company. Um, and Cody, you know, one little thing about Cody Rhodes, who, of course, was main eventing night one. The guy is a lot of people were talking about how uh, this may sound strange, but like how well dressed Cody is all the time. Like the suits. He comes to the arena in the suit. Mm-hmm. He leaves the arena in the suit. And I know he wrestled out here for a new promotion. Joey Ryan's running out here called Bar Wrestling. Oh, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. were telling me about it, and they said Cody came, showed up in a full three-piece suit to this bar. And he, it was hot, and it was ninety-seven degrees or something that day, legitimately. Oh, and uh, but it's interesting, like um, wants to legitimately carry himself like a star, mm-hmm. professional star, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. You, so you saw that. It's something people are talking. It's something I've heard the, the other wrestlers talking about and staff talking about. Like, wow, he's always in that suit. He looks like a million bucks. He, you know, they're impressed. They're impressed. It's tough because I figure for so many guys that you know you can show up in what you show up in because that's what you can afford or that's sort of your bracket of income. When Cody has come from a place where he has a higher bracket of income and can start off with the suits. In the indie scene. Yeah. So while there may be many a guy, like, who knows? Who knows if the Young Bucks at an earlier time were like, I love to wear suits. We can't afford suits. Yeah. I mean, now they could. <laughs> but, you know, there are guys maybe that want to do that, but can't even get started in that way. Yeah. But Cody can, and it's in such a unique position. Yeah. That's pretty neat. And um, I did get to see um, Tanahashi take a leak. I mean... Yeah. No, I was just trying to t- match your bathroom story. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm trying to think of something else that might be uh, one time, of interest. One time, like a, 20 years ago, when I was a ring announcer and I was working <laughs> indie shows in Michigan, the honky tonk man came in. Yeah, I think he was the big star that came in, and um, he was like, "Where's the uh, where's the bathroom?" Like you know, sort of backstage, and I'm like, "There's only you know, it's like this community center or whatever that they, we used to run." Right. And I'm like, "There's only one bathroom, and uh, it's that one over there." And he's like. But the marks can go in that bathroom, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's the only bathroom. And like the audience was he making fun of you? No, not specifically. <laughs> I don't like, think you're a mark, right? <laughs> like, well, yes, yeah, a mark. Where's that? Like, I don't go where marks go. <laughs> but he goes, uh, he goes. He didn't want to go in the bathroom where all the fans were, <laughs> you know, because he didn't want some asshole on a podcast being like. This is what you look look like when you pee, like you just did to EC3. So he's like, I don't. He looked like a champion, pissing Mark. <laughs> looked like a champion. Had his hands behind his head, uh, just relaxing. If Vince saw him pee like that at NXT, <laughs> they would have kept him in the promotion to the moon. If Vince would have seen Derek Bateman pee like that, wasn't that his name, or is that a totally different person? No, that's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he would have been. Uh, he would have been. Um, what? Shane McMahon the third? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Something like that. Yeah. He'd have been Vince the third. He would have been VK, VKM the third. <laughs> yeah, that what it been. <laughs> but um okay, oh, so honky tonk man. Well, he goes, he doesn't want to go in there. Right. And, and I'm like, well, that's the only bathroom. And he's like, I'll um I'll just pee outside. <laughs> and I was like, Are you sure? And he's like, <laughs> Yeah. I think I'll just pee outside in the parking lot. So he like went out a back door and just pissed in the parking lot and then came back in the dressing room. And when I see Honky Tonk Man, I always think about that. <laughs> that seems like a way worse idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? Well, the because show was underway. The show was happening. 
I, yeah, but if so, you probably so, figured none of the fans are out there. They're all in here. I get what what year roughly are we talking? Ninety five. Okay, so cell phone stills on the flip. Yeah, phone no, no, no. Be... Yeah, no one would have taken pictures. Okay, because Polar- occurred... Polaroid, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had that occurred now, where I'll just pee in the parking lot instead, and you see yeah. what is captioned as "sad honky tonk man pissing in the parking lot" rather than. Yeah, just go go in the public bathroom and make it a part of the show. Like, just play it up. Right. Be goofy and weird. Right. Rather than just going in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, now you would make... Yeah, now you probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because you don't want a video on TMZ. Yeah. Honky Tonk Man peeing in parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't put it in any context of him being a wrestler at the show. It's just like, look... He showed up at a community center wearing the Elvis motif and couldn't find the bathroom and just peed outside. Yeah. Some sad homeless man. Right. There were always wacky antics on those indie shows, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there were crazy ones. Yeah, there I were some the, real characters. That's the tough part about uh, going to these professional places is I'm not seeing any wa- uh, wacky antics. Right. Also, I think the business has changed a lot. Sure. I think it's call- I think it's a lot tamer than it used to be. Like, from not only from 20 years ago, but from like 30, 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was really wild then. <laughs> you know? Sure. <laughs> Ooh, how was catering? Did you get any catering? Uh, no, there was no catering. There oh. was no catering. No. How was how's catering at Slammiversary? Oh, buddy, it was nice. Really? Yeah. And for some of the impact tapings as well. Wow. I was welcome to food and uh it, it was it was nice. They got a nice spread going Is on. Is it all pretty there. healthy food cuz the wrestlers aren't going to want to eat junk food, right? Right. Uh there's very little junk food. There's some sodas. Oh, okay. Um it's not like cuz if you were on a shoot if you're on like a TV or movie shoot yeah. and there's like craft services, mm-hmm. it's a lot of junk food. Oh yeah, Dave made a maze. I gained some weight. <laughs> I remember hearing a story about uh, the the movie City Slickers Two: The Search for Curly's Gold. Sure, yeah, classic. Um, where uh, someone had to go tell Billy Crystal to tell John Levitz stop eating the donuts. You don't look the same as you do in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, but there's probably not a big table of donuts backstage at Slammiversary, huh? No, not a big ta- uh, not a big table. But of other good stuff. stuff. Yeah, I mean, there was you know fruit Healthy and stuff. veggies and yep. some proteins, uh, you know, like a meat patties and chicken breast. Uh, there was fried chicken too, but there was a lot of fried chicken in that that tray, that bin that wasn't touched. Uh-huh. So clearly, you know, they looked and went, nope, not having that. Yeah, but it was yeah, it's a nice little spread. They've it's- got more discipline than I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm fat <laughs> and not a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that concern, too, because uh, on this trip, there was many a pant that I brought that did not fit. So the, the wildest slash fun, weirdest, funniest thing I probably ever saw when I was working Indies backstage was uh, Bruiser Bedlam, who who worked. He used to work as Johnny Canine more than he worked as Bruiser Bedlam. He passed okay. away this year oh. uh, back in February. Was he old or was he? 53, I think. Uh-huh. But um, he he is one of the wildest characters I've ever met in my entire life. Okay. He was a murderer. <laughs> he went to jail for murdering people. Um, he, uh, he other was, wrestlers. He was a he. He was the president of a motorcycle gang. Oh. He he had like a twenty year life of crime. He has like an insane rap sheet. That being said, he's one of the funniest, craziest, <laughs> most likable, hilarious guys I've ever met in or out of wrestling. Really? Yeah. And uh, Chris Jericho tells a lot of stories about him in Jericho's first book. Okay. Because Jericho's also like. I've never met a dude like this guy. Right. And, um, but what <laughs> he would, one of the weird things about him, which Jericho talks about in his book, and it was absolutely true and sounds not true, but is true. Okay. He only wore, he's this gigantic, barrel chested, um, ta- prison tattoo covered, 300 pound muscle guy, bald with a little weird tuft of hair in one spot, <laughs> Fu Manchu mustache. One of the most intimidating guys you're ever going to see. Mm-hmm. You know, they say in wrestling a lot, like, oh, if you saw this guy in a dark alley, you'd turn the other way. And a lot of times it's not true. Right. You would. Yeah. Tyler Breeze? No. No. I'll keep walking. <laughs> this dude, you're going to turn the other way. Like, but he was one of the sweetest guys ever. But anyways, 
the thing that was going to mention that Jericho talks about too. He only wore, ever, he only wore a black bathing suit, short black swim trunks. Swim trunks? Yes. And flip flops. Ever. So, aside from his wrestling gear, that was his real life clothes. No top? No shirt? No shirt, no pants, no socks, <laughs> no underwear, swim trunks. So this dude would come in, he'd drive into the shows from Ontario, up even further north than Michigan. These shows were in Michigan. He would drive in from a freezing cold place in the <laughs> middle of winter. Mm-hmm. He always had his girlfriend with him, who later became his wife. They would pull up outside of the arena. It's middle of winter, snow, sleet, ice, minus 10 degree wind chill. I saw this multiple times with my own eyes. <laughs> he would get out of his car and he's wearing nothing but a black swim trunks and flip-flops and be unaffected by the weather, get his suitcase at slow, take his time, get his stuff out, get his suitcase out, walk slowly, snow and rain and sleep pouring down him, walk slowly into the arena. It was so weird. We would always go out to eat after the shows mm-hmm. to Big Boy and like all, all the crew and wrestlers would go, and uh, which is like a Denny's, you know. So one day yeah. I could walk in and I happened to be walking in at the same time as him and his girlfriend uh-huh. when we would all meet there. And so I walk up to the host stand <laughs> with them. <laughs> he's only wearing, it's like fucking midnight on a Friday night in, in the middle of winter. And here's this dude covered in prison tattoos in a bathing suit and flip flop <laughs> in a big boy. And we all walk up to the host stand, and the, like, 16-year-old host girl, like, looks at him, looks back at her manager. The manager <laughs> looks at Bruiser Bedlam, looks back at the host stand girl, and it's like, it's fine. <laughs> like, like no one is saying anything to this dude. But the, 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 the this is a long way of getting to – he used to do all these wacky things. He used to just talk during the – he would just talk, like – I would do the ring announcing, so I'd announce him, and then he'd be in the ring with me, and then while the next, when his opponent was coming out, while the music was playing, while they were coming to the ring, Mm -hmm. he would just talk to you like you were, like, hanging out at the bar. He would just (laughs) have normal conversations. And the one I remember the most, though, is he was like, this is, uh, you know what this is? Do you know what this is, buddy? Do you know what this is? (laughs) And he's pointing at a tattoo on on his stomach that says, true to the crew. And I'm like, no, I don't know, man. And he's like, it's true to the crew, buddy. That's a prison tattoo. That's from last time I was in prison. I had to get this. True to the crew. I had to get it. They pinned me down. They told me they were going to kill me if I didn't join their prison gang. Or, or I had to join and be true to the crew. So now I'm true to the crew for life, buddy. That's what true to the crew is. I'm true to the crew for life. But he um, the he stuck a... He's um, talking about three life crew in TNA, Yes, right? that's right. <laughs> But if he didn't join that crew. But one time, this is all building up to, one time he was naked walking around in the dressing room backstage. Where were his swim trunks? He took them off. He took a uh, lit cigarette, a lit cigarette, Mm -hmm. stuck the lit, you already are flinching and you're right to be flinching. Oh no. He took the lit cigarette and stuck the part that would go into your mouth, he stuck it in the tip of his dick. In? In, in, it's in there. You're not supposed to touch that part, especially it's, with flames. It's inside. No, the tip of his dick lit a lit cigarette, and he's walking around the dressing room, going, "Little Bobo smoking, little Bobo smoking." <laughs> I can't get him to quit. What? Little Bobo keeps smoking. <laughs> he later went to jail for murder. <laughs> And recently died. He was out. He was in a halfway house after serving like eight years or some shit for like conspiring to kill these guys in a gang murder and died in the halfway house. They think of natural causes, but I seriously doubt it. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's insane. Anyways. (laughs) Bruiser Bedlam. Johnny K-9. Google him. Google Johnny K-9 if you want to see what he looks like. It's um, then Google little Bobo. (laughs) Google little Bobo. And kids, do not stick a cigarette in the tip of your dick. Lit or unlit. Lit or unlit. It's really not healthy. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I got no stories like that. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Well, he was that a makes character. me not want to be in the wrestling business in any capacity because <laughs> I don't want to hang around stuff like that. He was a character. Wow. Sweetest guy in the world. Always it, nice. Yeah, if you're basically, if you guys were cool, then you were cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, yeah, you're cool with them. It was the kind of dude where you're like, he's fun, he's funny, he's sweet, but you're like, I'm going to laugh at his jokes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I'm scared at any second. I would do something to get on this guy's bad side, and he would kill me right now. You know, like that, like that kind of. It was always like a tension when you're around him. It never felt like uh, if he tells you a really bad joke and you laugh, and he goes, "Why are you laughing at that? It's not a funny joke. Yeah. You're just laughing to laugh because you're scared." Yeah, and then you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> he caught, he caught me." <laughs> <laughs> Please, little Bobo doesn't want to smoke. <laughs> He shoved me into the tip of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> On fire. Oh, speaking wow. of fire, we had that great balls of fire, huh? Oh, my God, yeah. Right? Yeah. Big show. Big show. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It was There's all right. a couple of matches that were cool. I think it depends on what your thing is. If you are if you like those... The ambulance match, I thought I think, was good until the finish i mean like if you like those types of big wwe wacky drive the ambulance into the wall finishes then i i know you you're if you're that type of fan you enjoy that show it's not so much you enjoyed that but it's not so much of my thing no nah not as much not so much you don't like matches where the guy tries to hit his finisher and then cartoonishly (laughs) ends up spearing himself into the ambulance for a loss and then even though he's lost fair and square Mm -hmm. loses his mind and Attempts manslaughter on his opponent. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. My That's thing. not your thing? <laughs> That's character development, Mark. That is character development. <laughs> well, I wonder what is, you know, it was a really sad situation because uh, Roman, you know, Roman tried to kill, literally tried to kill Braun Strowman. Yeah. Tried to kill him. Yeah. Tried to put him out Should forever. Be dead. Taking him off the roster. He came out bloody and battered. Refused medical attention, mm-hmm. miraculously, as they said on Raw. No matter what Jamie Noble tried to do, trying to save his life. Yeah. And then berating a, a paramedic and a fireman to hurry up. They had to use the... Why did they have to use the jaws of life? All the doors automatically lock on an ambulance? <laughs> yeah, no one, close could, it? no one could pull forward? <laughs> just pull it, just get in the front. Yeah, get in the front and see... Oh, he's alive. I never understood the jaws of life part of it. That was a little strange. <laughs> yeah, no one goes in and checks via the front. No one does any of that. No one pulls the ambulance forward. No. See if they can open up A million back. options. Mm-hmm. There's a million options. None of them are used. None of them were used. And this was the fire department. Yeah. <laughs> and the paramedics yeah. and the entire staff at whatever city they were in. But we don't know what happened because the next night they were teasing. They were like, Kurt Angle is going to reveal Braun's status. Kurt Angle is going to reveal it. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt Angle just came out and basically said... I don't know where this guy is or what's happened to him. <laughs> it's serious. <laughs> but my baby, where is my baby? Where's my baby? Oh, Mr. McMahon. Uh, have you seen my baby? Uh, where's what, my Vince? baby? Vince, Vince, are you talking about Strowman? Yeah, that's my baby. What? Have you seen my baby, Strowman? Uh, where uh, is he? He's Vince, hurt. I'm confused. I know you were you were over here in the corner. You were listening to the show. Uh-huh. And did you heard us talking about Braun Strowman. I heard it. I've been trying to look on my phone to see if anybody's been tracking him. He's bleeding out. Oh, my baby. Oh, where's my baby? Vince, you're worried about Braun Strowman, too? I mean, even you don't know where he is? I don't know where he is. I've been asking everybody. I've asked Hunter. I've asked Stephanie. I asked Shane. And no one knows where my baby is. Um, Vince, I, I, listen, I don't know either. Scott doesn't know. We don't know. We're just as puzzled as you are. I mean, Vince, I don't mean to frighten you. But it's very possible. I mean, it's been a while since the pay-per-view. It's very possible Braun Strowman, Strowman is just dead in an alley somewhere. No, not my baby. Why? Why do they have to feud? Why am I, do my two babies have to feud so bad? Yeah, well, you've still, no matter what, you've still got Roman Reigns. He, he would, no charges were pressed against him. In fact, he's probably going to be in the main event of SummerSlam. Oh, but who's he going to face? Oh, why couldn't he face my baby? Oh, but they went too far. He got jealous because Braun's bigger. 
Well, what about Brock Lesnar? Isn't he one of your babies? He's a big muscle monster. Uh, that you love that. Oh, he likes to do legitimate athletic competitions. Uh, oh, you know, you know, like I that. hate that. <laughs> oh, he's a real UFC champion. Blah blah blah. Oh, he played in the real football league, the NFL. Blah blah blah. No one cares about that stuff. Ah, oh, it's so boring. Well, well, Vince, I think millions and billions of people care about that stuff. Actually, I don't think they do. Really? I don't think that I don't see anybody tweeting any of that stuff at me. Well, you know, there's going to actually going to be a huge fight coming up between a boxer and an MMA star, uh Floyd Mayweather and the Big me. Show? No. <laughs> no, no, that happened already at oh. WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Floyd won, by the way. Yeah, big box office buku bucks. <laughs> well, this the one's going to talked about match of all time. <laughs> No, I think this one's going to be the biggest pay-per-view match of all time by by far. What are you talking about? It, May, Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Who's that? Who's Conor McGregor? He's a he's an MMA star. Oh, is he? A, is he one of those NXT guys? I don't really follow that show. I don't. They're boring. They're small. They're tiny. I don't really no, care. He's in UFC like Brock Lesnar was. He's just much, much, much smaller than Brock Lesnar. No, you can't do that. That's they don't allow that there. What it's only the big guys there that fight. No, no, no. Brock Lesnar. No, the biggest draw... Kimbo Slice. No, actually, Vince... Tank Abbott. No, Vince, the the biggest star Uh in boxing and in wrestling are actually, they're like cruiserweight size guys. (laughs) Like they could be on 205 Live. Oh my God, so they're bankrupt. UFC is bankrupt. (laughs) They're letting children fight each other. That, they, that's not allowed. That's illegal. Vince, they think this show is going to do like 7 million pay-per-view buys. That's as many as like as like 10 WrestleManias combined. You're Look, I get it, all right? You're what? trying to make big headlines. You're trying to do TMZ, GTV I, stuff. You're just making up things <laughs> of two tiny, tiny <laughs> so-called men no, fighting each other from two different worlds that are not sports entertainment. And that people are interested in watching them fight. I don't think so. Look, you take a guy like Roman Reigns and you take my baby, Braun Strowman, and you put him in a match with a vehicle involved. A vehicle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tried to get... Do you remember that Bigfoot... That Bigfoot monster truck. Bigfoot, sure, yeah. Yeah, I tried to get that. They they, they said it was destroyed years ago. Oh, that would have been good. It was going to be a Bigfoot match. Remember when WCW had the monster trucks? Did you ever see that, Vince? I did. Yeah, that was cool, huh? Yeah, and I was going to make it bigger. (laughs) Even bigger than that. Yeah, because it was going to be a Bigfoot. It was going to be a Bigfoot match. You know, Vince, I don't mean to challenge you here. You're an intimidating person. But I've got to say, if you truly cared about Braun Strowman, Uh why didn't you hop up from wherever you were in the arena during Great Balls of Fire, race over there, cradle him in your arms, and nurse him back to health? How could you let him just wander out all bloody? I just... I I didn't know what to do. It was my my two favorites battling each other. And I... I, I couldn't I couldn't choose a side. It was too too difficult. Roman and Braun, my two babies. Well, look, the, Samoa Joe's part of the main event picture now. He's a he's a he's a mean big monster type guy. Maybe he can be your new baby if Strowman uh, never returns. He's gross. What? He's gross. He's, he's a uh, he's all he's all he's a chubster. Oh no! No, he's all gross. Yeah. Uh, do you ever hug him? No, uh, I've never you, hugged him. You touch it uh, like around his side. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. Where's the definition? Where's the tone? Yeah. Ugh. Well, he certainly doesn't have veins like Jinder Mahal. Oh, no. He's a beautiful man. Mm. And he's not a, a beautiful Samoan like Roman Reigns. Yeah. I was going to call him Samoan Reigns. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just so that way maybe I could stomach it more. But, ugh. Oh, Samoa Joe's. Ooh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fatty. You were <laughs> I don't like fatties. Yeah, no. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Ugh. Sometimes I think he's Nia Jax. Oh, man. I can't tell the difference. Someone has to point out that one has short hair and one has long hair, but I get them confused all the time. You know, Vince, this is a, uh, another thing going on right now is that women's tournament is coming up, the Mae Young Classic. There's there's a dozens of women in that, and they're all different body types. They certainly aren't the, the divas of old. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Triple H was telling me all about it. Uh, bikini... 
pillow mud fight no, tournament. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's no. right. And all the divas, all in one match, and they're going to be uh, taking tops off, rolling around in mud, hitting each other with pillows. That's not my understanding, Vince. I, I, I understand it to be a classic, old school, respectful, professional wrestling tournament. Yeah. But with women, so it's bikinis and pillows and mud. Well, I, that's old school, I, baby. Yeah, I don't think that's how it's going to go. It's a, you know, it's named after Mae Young, you know, who 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 you you knew for decades and decades, uh-huh. right? A real legitimate tough woman. Yeah, super incredibly tough woman. Yeah, incredibly tough. Wouldn't let uh, you make a pass at her at all. No, she'd break your hand. See oh. my fingers? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's never recuperated. Oh, jeez. it's very difficult. <laughs> Your fingers are all crooked. Yeah, try to get her in a bikini match. She wouldn't have any of it. Not only would she break a hand, she could give birth to a hand. Yeah. (laughs) You remember that? I do. Good stuff. It has its own playlist on the WWE Network. It does. You should check that out. Yeah. Look, where's Braun? Have you seen him? I miss him so much. He's bleeding out. He looks like he was raped by a bear. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Vince. Oh no! I don't know where he is. Please tell everyone to look for Braun Strowman. I miss him so much. Okay, we will. We'll I'm, ask them to send their cards and letters for Braun Strowman. Thank you. P.O. Box six four nine. Thank Stanford you, Roman. Canada. Why did you do this, Roman? Oh, Roman. Poor guy. You know, I've never felt sorry for Vince McMahon before. This might have been the first time. I feel sorry for him all the time. You do? Yeah. He's on top of the world. But you know? he's so lonely. He's so lonely at the top. <laughs> it's lonely up there. I hear that, yeah. That's why I like to stay at the bottom. <laughs> stay right at the bottom That's where why everybody we are where we is. Are. Yep. <laughs> so we have that. We have Great Balls of Fire. Yep. We have uh we have GFW now existing as right. the it's taken over for TNA. Where's the TNA? It's gone. I don't know. It's, it's gone. Totally gone. Yeah. There's no divas anymore. There's no divas anymore. <laughs> There's yeah. no TNA anymore. <laughs> Where's the TNA? Where can I go nowadays in wrestling for some good TNA? <sighs> Glow? Is Glow. Maybe show? Glow. Maybe Glow. Yep. There was nudity in it, I heard. Yeah. Sharifa yeah. Nasser, who was uh, guesting on this podcast a couple weeks ago, told me yeah. right away in the episode, there's nudity. Yeah. Have you, have you watched it? I have not, but I've heard that there's nudity in it. Mm. Yeah. That's maybe where I have to go Go now is Glow. I, everyone's raving about it, though. I really feel uh, behind having not seen it yet. I'm sort of embarrassed that I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, I feel the exact same way. And I'm hearing from non-wrestling fans. Yes. That they love it as well. well. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm hearing a lot from... Um, from like people who don't like wrestling but know that I like wrestling. Right. Yeah, you know I mean that like <laughs> they, they tell you they don't know anything about it and they don't really like it, but they like know that I'm like a person who likes that's how <laughs> they see me, you know. And they'll be like, Hey, like they want to connect with me about it. Like, I saw the glow. Is it it's isn't it great? <laughs> I don't know why people that don't like wrestling that know going in right away, it's like I don't like wrestling. I think it's stupid and mm-hmm. dumb. Why they decided to watch it? I think it got a lot of buzz because it's um, what's her name? It's Genji Cohen, right? Who does um, Orange Is the New Black yeah. and Weeds? I might be messing that up. I think okay. those are so. I think she's already got street cred and a following, and uh, it was marketed hard to the audiences of those shows, and they were willing to try because it it's her and it's about women. I guess you know, it, it just a, it's like seems a, like the subject matter might turn you off and you go, well, I don't want to watch a show about that because I don't like what that is. Right. Aren't you affected by stuff like that? Yeah, or, yeah, sure. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what just is so weird to me. Yeah. I know, I know a friend that uh, she goes, look, I got to be on your wrestling podcast. I'm like, you've hated wrestling for years and have mocked me for liking it. But yeah, but I love Glow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if it's good for wrestling, great. Right? Yeah. If it's good so. for wrestling, great. You know. Uh, I hate the Olympics. <laughs> That's why I don't want to watch Kurt Angle Homecoming. Oh. I don't I don't need to hear about it. <laughs> I, I get it. You want a gold medal. I find it very strange that <laughs> all the footage they have for the Olympics of him winning or competing yeah. is from a home video camera. <laughs> Like it wasn't. A, what happened? It wasn't on TV that year. Yeah, that's what I understand. It was in Atlanta. It seemed like it would have been shot well. All right, this is a guess. Maybe they'd have to pay for like the footage if they use the NBC footage, but somehow they can get around it if they use like somebody's camcorder. NBC Universal. 
Yeah, that's true. They're part of the same family. Yeah, they have the Universal Championship. That's their badge to get into the footage vault. Well, they did, like, wrestling is low on the totem pole of Olympic (laughs) events. They cut it that one year, remember? That's right. So maybe, like, no one filmed it. Kurt Kurt Angle tried to save it with that campaign. Yeah. And Impact Wrestling. Yeah, he had to save it. Yeah. It worked. Did it? I mean, they got wrestling back in. Oh, yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, I did. The wrestling's back in now. I never saw the next shirt where it's like I saved wrestling. <laughs> like, that would be a great shirt. Yeah, we should make those shirts and sell them. <laughs> Kurt Angle says, "I saved wrestling." <laughs> Do you think he's gonna come back? Do you think he's gonna Kurt? wrestle again? Yeah. Okay, I think he is. I think that storyline is. Heading towards him coming back. This Monday. Yeah. So by the time our listeners hear this, yes. we may already know the answer to this okay. question. If if the I love you phone call is about him coming back. I think he's going to wrestle at SummerSlam. But this is um, presuming that in real life, legitimately, yes. that he passed these WWE physicals in the medical exams, which by all accounts are no joke anymore. Like they're, it's a public company mm-hmm. and I guess these tests can be hard to pass and he is really banged up. Yeah. From watching homecoming, his neck is just a mess. Oh, anything Kirk, anything he wants to do, he could put his mind to though. Oh, I feel terrible. Uh, Mark, uh, look, I, I had all that laundry there anything. on the ground that I was going to do, but Dixie uh, Carter's under there. I've just been sleeping under here. It's so, it's so, it's so um, soft and dirty. <laughs> Dixie, just the way I like it. Dixie Carter, please uh, welcome back to the Say, show. Oh, it's always good to be on the curtain jerks. Pass me another glass of wine, Kurt. <laughs> uh, look, uh, Kurt. Uh, Kurt isn't here right now. Isn't this Kurt and Jerks? Oh, um... Kurt and Jerks? <laughs> a Dixie. I thought this was a show about Kurt Angle and all those hangers-on that won't leave him alone. <laughs> Kurt and Jerks. <laughs> like his, his stupid wife... <laughs> And his stupid ex-wife. Oh, Dixie, look, we're recording this. I don't know if you want to say these Just things. let him love who he wants to love, like me. <laughs> Dixie, I'm, I'm sure he has a lot of affection for you. I mean, that's, that's probably in part why you're on the latest special of uh, WWE 24. Was I? <laughs> I am so wasted, Scott. No. <laughs> you know, you'll be proud of me this time. Yeah? This time, I am only... On wine. Why did no, you, you n- counted on your fingers. You counted up to four, and you said, "I'm only on." You counted, and then you said, "Wine." Because there's red wine, there's white wine, there's roses, there's port, uh-huh. which is a dessert wine. If you knew anything and were sophisticated like me, I'm a lady. I'm, I'm a lady. I'm sorry, but I'm not here to talk about you, Steve Sears. I'm here to talk about how. Kurt Angle can do anything and get those jerks out of the way. He can do anything if he puts his mind to it. You're you're absolutely right, Dixie. And he will wrestle at SummerSlam, and he will wrestle at Bound for Glory. <laughs> well, um, hold on, Dixie. I, he may very well wrestle at SummerSlam, yeah. but I don't. He, he works for WWE now. So, so. do I. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I was in the video. <laughs> they paid me in WWE bucks. <laughs> WWE bucks? That's what are those right. good for? I can use them for anything I want in WWE shop from now till the end of the month. Oh, is that right? That's right. Dixie, can I ask you a, a question then related to you working for WWE? Uh, sure. Anything. Anything is not off limits. Okay. Then why is your Twitter handle still at TNA Dixie? Well, they don't let you change it. <laughs> Ooh, the, you're verified. You can do whatever you want. The Twitter people will? Yeah. I thought they, when you know, when you sign up for Twitter, it's very scary. It says you cannot change what you pick. It's your permanent handle forever and ever. I don't think that's the case anymore, Dixie. Oh, thank God. I can change it to WWE. 24 Kurt Angle Homecoming Dixie. I think that's too many characters. No, you get 140. <laughs> no, that's for the tweets, not for your own personal handle. Kurt Angle could get it changed if he put his mind to it. Uh, sure. He's the most focused athlete I have ever worked with. 
Kurt, I have watched Kurt Angle swallow a large pill bottle of Vicodin. <laughs> and not regular Vicodin. Extra st- big ones. Extra, like for horses? The horse kind. Uh-huh. I watched him swallow a whole bottle and then tweet. And I know he could, if he could do that, I know he could do anything. That's what I said. I told him on WWE Homecoming. That's, that is the definition of a defined focus athlete yeah. is him swallowing a bottle of horse Vicodin and yeah. then tweeting. That's right. Did you like my home? That's my home where we shot the videos. That's your home? Yes. Was it on WWE? It wasn't. All I know was a cameraman came to my house Uh and said, tell me how great Kurt Angle is. And I said, Kurt Angle is so great that I fell in love with him. And we had a very special relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was the type of relationship where... Even if he was a raging drug addict with several DUIs a year, I still loved him so much that I had to let him main event all my pay per views. <laughs> that's, that's that's true love. Yeah, I that that's, that's true love. That's it's a difficult position to be in for having such love for someone and clearly uh, no regard for their health whatsoever. You think. Stephanie McMahon's gonna love Kurt Angle like that? No, I I really don't. Do you think she's gonna let? They don't even let. All they let him do on Raw is talk, and make the matches. Yeah, and 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 that's not even real. It's scripted. <laughs> is that right? It's planned ahead of time. He's not really making the matches. Is that true? That's Dick? true. He just has to say what matches they told him to say. I you know Dixie. Sometimes you you reveal so much. You know, if he came, if Kurt comes back to TNA, I'll let him make the real matches. He would be the real booker of the show? The what? (laughs) The booker. I would let him make the matches. Booker (laughs) is a commentator on Raw now. I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, Yeah, you wouldn't want Kurt to be another character named Booker. You're right, that would be confusing. I lied to you, Scott Steers. (laughs) What? I took some of those horse pill Vicodins before I came in here today. Oh, no. I did, and I think I'm going to pass back out on this laundry. Okay. Hey, if you wash this laundry, warn me first. (laughs) Don't throw me in the washing machine with this laundry. I wouldn't do that to you, Dixie. Do you promise? I promise. You're a beautiful southern lady, and I I wouldn't lie to you. I'm a beautiful Southern lady. You are a beautiful Southern lady. Congratulations on working for the WWE. You are more charming than Kurt Angle. Do you mean that? Or is that the Vicodin talking? I think I'm falling in love with you. Wake me up in the morning and remind me that this happened. Okay, I will. I'll play this recording for you. Bye! (laughs) She just gave me a peace sign and put on sunglasses. Oh, that was sweet. She really cares about you, Scott. She seems to at times, if she knew who I was. She thought I was Steve Sears. You guys have quite a rapport, though. Yeah, I I mean, that's what you want in this business, right? Is to try and create a rapport with someone. That's so that right. Way, it's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. <laughs> it's all about cultivating relationships. That's right. <laughs> it's very important. Mm-hmm. What a time. <laughs> what a time. Boy, we're lucky we had Vince and Dixie here today. It was a very emotional uh, set of... Uh, interviews well it's an emotional business people are coming and going all the time mm-hmm. you know it's uh it's hard it's really hard it's, it, there's so much abuse mm-hmm. on the body and the emotions yeah the mind do you think uh we're gonna see dixie in any other uh capacities in wwe i think she's the one on the phone you do legitimately think she's the I one on the phone. I legitimately think she's the one on the I phone. i think it's gonna be vince mcmahon he's the one on the phone by the time our listeners hear this it'll probably have been revealed so we'll find out who was right. But I think it's going to be Vince on the phone. And I think this is going to lead to Kurt having a match at SummerSlam. That's good. I I, I never thought of that. It seemed like it would be Dixie. But I think there's so much of the audience to be like, who the fuck is that woman? I, I feel no like they wouldn't is. give. They wouldn't think that the audi- enough of the audience. They'd be wrong. Right. But I think that they wouldn't think that enough of their audience would know who Dixie Carter is. But I actually think it would really get over to have Dixie play some role on the show. I th- I guess the only hole in my own logic of being her that me wanting the train wreck on television is <laughs> that 
I don't think Kurt would be happy about this. <laughs> like to acknowledge that, yeah, I'm having some sort of affair with a woman that's Dixie Carter that used to run the company that I work for. <laughs> like I thought you had this whole special about me coming back and acknowledging my career, and now you're immediately fucking with me. Well, Fuck all of you. What would the uh, <laughs> what would this re- what would she be doing? What would be their secret that they have to tell the world together? That their baby is AJ Styles. <laughs> My prediction is Claire Lynch. <laughs> remember Claire Lynch? I do remember Claire Lynch. She just has affairs with everybody. I think she's going into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. She sh- damn well should. She damn well should. You know, legitimately, the Claire Lynch, this is not a joke, the Claire Lynch segments are among the highest rated segments in the history of Impact. Is that right? It is right. It is absolutely true. They're not the highest because the the when they went on Monday nights briefly and they had like the NWO reunion and shit. Those yeah. are I think there are the highest segments, but okay. the the highest rated one segments. There was like a did like a two point two once or something, but the Claire Lynch ones are like the second highest rated. No shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is so unusual when you know that gets such flack. I didn't think it was the worst thing ever. It I was didn't weird. Either. It was weird. It wasn't great, but I didn't think it was as bad as people made it out to be. Sometimes with those, you just have to commit further and just have the better payoff to it. Like, you have to know where it's going. Yeah, you got to know where it's going. And not do the shock TV. Yeah. But uh, you can't waffle on those. Right. And that's not the worst thing in the world. Like, when you have those things, because we all know who Claire Lynch is. Yeah. Like, and and like, we are, right? And, and this is, uh, I think this is similar, you know, like... I think a lot of us as wrestling fans, especially who like a particular style of wrestling, like, mm-hmm. look, I love WWE, but New Japan is my favorite style of wrestling. Sure. That really athletic, grounded, there's no angles, really. There's no, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's nothing like that. There's but no like, money in the bank briefcases. <laughs> but like, I will defend, you know, I hear a lot of wrestling fans making fun of the Kurt Angle storyline, but everyone's talking about it. Right. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's going to, it's going to do a good number, I bet. Mm -hmm. Everyone on social media will be talking about it after. Those types of stories do work when they're done well. And sometimes when they're not done well, they still work. Because you still want to know who it is. Yes. And once once it's revealed, there's always going to be disappointment because the expectation is always greater. Right. I mean, the, the anonymous raw general manager... Was a huge thing. That would be the not done well version, right? Because they had no idea where it was going, right? But it was it got over huge. Yeah, it became a big part of the mm-hmm. show. It became a big segment, and then you want to know, well, who the hell is it, right? And then when you waffle out and go, uh, I don't know, Hornswoggle, that's when it it's a huge letdown. Yeah, because you don't have it being something meaningful and significant. In the WWE often does not, ah, I shouldn't just blame them. A lot of wrestling often does not um, do a good job of um, f- fulfilling, uh, having the, the, the story figured out before right. they start telling a story like this right. and making sure that the mystery is going to pay off well, right? Yeah. There's the Black Scorpion going way back to WCW, NWA days, or yeah. the who pulled up, but we still don't know, and the Money in the Bank, who pulled the briefcase up in the air. Yeah, I mean, the like... King of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, for the McMahons. Is oh, that yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah. The gobbledygooker yeah. coming out of the egg. <laughs> right. Like, there's so many where... There's so many where it's like, it does not pay off well. However, I will say, it is my guess that they have had this... I feel like the way they've been planting seeds for a while and the way that call went, I think they've got this one. I think they know where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just a week to week. I think they know where they're going and it's going to lead to something at SummerSlam. And I think it's going to pay off okay. Can I change That's my, my guess. answer? Can yes. I change my answer? Sable. <laughs> and Brock comes back and just kills Kurt Angle. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Angle's retirement tour. <laughs> Sable's, Sable's actually going to leave that house. Yeah, she she'll be permitted to leave that house. Isn't she just kept in a cage on an isolated property in the middle of nowhere in Canada? Yeah, with one of those collars, like in the Running Man, where if you get past a certain barrier, then her head will explode. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I'm changing my answer. Yeah, I'm going to Sable now. Well, congratulations with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, thanks to you as well. Thanks. I didn't do anything with New Japan Pro Wrestling. For, um, 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 for Global <laughs> Force Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we all had to think of the name. Um, so, 
Mark, what can they check out of yours? Uh, you know, just no go to Mark. Listeners, that is. Yes, go to markwarzeka.com, M-A-R-C-W-A-R-Z-E-C-H-A, and all my social is on there. Please follow me on stuff, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and maybe on Twitter, at Vince Googling. Mm, mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, and you got a new gig. You started on Monday. I do? Yeah. What, what's now? What am I doing? After Buzz. Yeah. TV. I did. Uh, yeah, I'm one of the, um, well, I am now permanently one of the co hosts of the Monday Night Raw After Show on After Buzz TV. Uh, we're on live After Raw on YouTube on Monday nights at about uh, 8.30 uh, Pacific Time, 11.30 uh, Eastern Time. And then it's it's on, uh, as available as a podcast really quickly after we finish recording, maybe like a half an hour or an hour after we're done. It's on as a podcast, too. So check it out. We're the new a Raw After Show crew at AfterBuzz. Yeah, you're Team Red. I'm Team Blue. Mm-hmm. I'm on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So you can check uh, me out on SmackDown Live. Uh, also check out, uh, be sure to check out Impact Wrestling's Facebook page because Marky Extreme and Skeeter Skyflyer popped up in their Facebook Live videos. It's got huge numbers. If you want to help out and support it more, share it around, watch it, check that out. That, that helps us out more. Um, and be sure to check out youtube.com slash on your mark show. There's a bunch of really great interviews coming up from Slammiversary. I assure you, you'll want to check those out. And Brian Cage was this week's uh, interview from WrestleCon. Super funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, check all that out. And also uh, check out XPOC 12360, another AfterBuzz TV show. I had the privilege of getting to sit on the panel there uh, mm-hmm. last week and hanging out with Xbox and talking about Great Balls of Fire and all that, so check that out as well. And uh, thank you so much, and thank you, Mark Warzeka, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's always great to be back. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Mark Warzeka. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! <laughs> <laughs>